Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Welcome to Garage Logic. The deputy mayor once again sitting in for the mayor who has had the foresight to take off yet another gorgeous day here in the state of Minnesota. I'm uh, I'm still getting a little bit organized here. I've been been busy down in the newsroom working on a five eyewitness news truth test that will be on the air tonight regarding the ad. I'm sure many of you have seen about Jeff Johnson. An attack ad by his opponent, Tim Pawlenty, about Jeff Johnson. And it's been a bit controversial, some of the claims that have been made in that. So we are going to put that through the truth test. So I've been busy working on that today. You'll see that tonight on 5 Eyewitness News at 4.30 and 6. We often put Rookie through the truth test. We put Rookie yes, through the truth test on too. just about any given day. And I don't believe you've had a passing grade yet, have you? Uh, I have not. You have not, no. I've not had a passing grade yet. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to do the... Uh, you've seen the ad about uh, Jeff Johnson that Tim Pawlenty's been running yes. about how he's a, essentially accusing Jeff Johnson of being a tax-and-spend liberal. <laughs> yes. Is that the first thing that comes to mind when you uh, think of Jeff Johnson? That's not the first thing that comes to mind with Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's a good guy. Yeah. So we're going to... And it's one of those interesting ads. And, you know, I love doing these these truth tests because most of us, when we watch the ads, you're forced to just kind of take it at face value, unless you're going to go to your computer and start doing your own research. Well, I'm happy to do the research for uh, the viewers who might not have the the time to go and do it. And frankly, and frankly, they're not being paid to do it. So (laughs) I am being paid to do it. So I'm happy to do it. That's incentive, but it is, it is interesting to look into the claims. You can have an ad like this and, Many of the things individually in the ad that are said are true in, you know, a very narrow context. Right. But without any context, they can leave a very misleading impression. And that's what we'll... That's get, what they're going for. That's, that's what, that is exactly what they're going for. And that's what uh, we will get to the bottom of tonight at 4.30 and 6. You can see the 5 Eyewitness News truth test. My second one of the campaign. We're getting started a little bit earlier here, Rook, because, you know, we've got... Big primaries coming up, so there are a few ads now, but these ads are going to be coming. I, I, I try, to, I try to keep up with these. I dread like, them. What when when the when the campaign season really gets right. going? I mean, some days I'm trying to churn out two or three of these in a day, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's time consuming because sometimes they obfuscate just enough where it's really hard to drill down to where did they get this information from and right. how can I prove it or disprove it and. Uh, but it's one of my favorite things about the campaign season, although it does get to be very time-consuming. But 
nonetheless, it's very fun. And I, one thing I've learned from our viewers and from emails we get, they find it one of the most useful things that we do. So they're not just having to take right. ads at face value. And, you know, we'll, we'll, it is useful when you see those up. Oh, he did this or she did not do this. So it gets a C or it gets a failing grade and yes. they're full of yep. baloney. Yeah. And, you know, so and we've had we've had the occasional F's that have been handed down and it almost has to all be false or be so misleading, so egregiously misleading without with very few kernels of truth that it gets an F. And that, that doesn't happen a lot, but I, I think it usually happens. And those are usually the ones closest to the end of the campaign. Right, right. Well, there's no time to get There's no bad, time right? for anybody to right. rebut it. And he by the, doesn't like children. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. By the time you give it an F, the election's over and right. nobody cares anymore. Right. So that's kind of fun. But before we get to that, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk a little bit about hockey. And what better time to talk about hockey, Rook, than in the middle of July? Yeah, that wasn't the first thing I thought of when I when I woke up today, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's it can work. It's often one of the first things I think about because I'm a big hockey fan. But in the baseball season, I'm also a big baseball fan, so I'm a man for all seasons, Rook. I guess as it Got turns it. out. Got it. Uh, and so we are joined on the line by Pat Mylan, who is the PA announcer out at Braemar Arena for the Beauty League. Which is look how far the, I've fallen. Yeah, <laughs> it's come to that, huh, Mylon? <laughs> he, he has he has other things that he does for a living, but this is one of his sidelines: is being the PA announcer for the Beauty League. And the first thing, Pat, and of course, Pat is no stranger to these airwaves. Rook, he's yeah. he was here yeah, long yeah, before 20, I was here. Twenty-two years ago, I was in that well, not that studio, because you're in the Hubbard World headquarters. Yes, we are in the World and, headquarters. Yes. Yeah, and back when I did this 22 years ago, Rookie was the other guy on the side of the glass, but they made us drive out to Maplewood yes, to do the show. Yes. Yep, and in a uh, room closet. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, well, that's what it was. Now we now we have a bigger closet, there's no question about that. <laughs> and there's there's still glass yep. between me Two and Rookie. So I don't yeah, you know. And, and 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 Rookie, you're looking at the guy who's doing the job at Channel 5 that I used to do. So yes, I remember I that. I remember you were the political reporter. Yep, he covered yeah. all kinds of things. He covered uh, politics. And, Pat, I think you were down covering uh, the Hormel meatpacking strike, right? Yes, Many I years. was. And, you know, that's where that, I was on my first job down there. Uh, down oh in, in Austin, Albert Lee, and and whenever you uh, big shots from the Twin Cities would come down, we would just you know the uh, the newbies like the twenty two year old <laughs> newbies like me would just fawn all over the reporters from uh, the Twin Cities. You know, essentially going, can you get me a job yeah. at any time in the near future? Check the board. Are there any yeah, openings? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, little did I know you were going to take my damn job. So. <laughs> well, that was long after you had left it. So. Yeah, this is true. You left the, the body was cold. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, and every once in a while, Pat, when I'm going through the archives, I will still come across some uh, Pat Mylan greatest hits, whatever story yeah, you were working on. I know we want to talk to Beauty League, but I do have to tell you one funny TV story. I, I work at Thunheim here in Minneapolis, and we used to represent the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Committee. And when the old dome collapsed the last time, I am the only person who can get out in that snowstorm to get there. And, you know, all the reporters want in, and all this is going on. And a reporter walks up from Channel 5 and says, Dude, I was just looking at file footage of this story the last time it happened, and you were the guy doing the story. I said, fact things are happening. Now the dome fa- was really old, and I was too. Oh, that is very funny. Yeah, because that the first time was in the 80s, right? 
Yeah. Not yeah. too long. Not too long after it opened. Hey, 1983. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, so yeah, you're talking was, about 2010, the yeah, last time. Reggie Jackson was playing in the game the last, <laughs> the first time it went down. That's how uh, long ago it was. That is funny. The California Angels, not of Anaheim or Los Angeles. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, well, like I said, I do still stumble across Pat Mylan's uh, greatest hits in our vast please, archives. Please, please, yeah. Please erase them every time you see them. And now we're bringing in Mishki with the Mylan yeah. Mishki recap. Yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> It's okay. okay. Now hey, we're we try stuff. That's okay. Now we're having radio flashbacks. That's awesome. Well, let's yeah. talk uh, about the beauty league. And there's no rush. We got a couple of segments we'll do with you here, Pat. First of all, you got to explain to listeners. A lot of hockey fans in town already know, sure. but where did the name the beauty league come from? Well, it's an inside joke or a handle that uh, players give each other. When a player is a really great player, they'll say, "Oh, he's a beauty." And so that's where it came from. Kind, uh, kind of with, because, a, kind of like with a Canadian accent. Oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah a, the beauty. Yeah, yeah the beauty. A yep. Canadian or a Trump accent. You could do one double negative. <laughs> walk it back. So, when, and that's where it came from. And uh, when you take a look at the roster of the players that are that are playing in this league, the summer league, um, they're uh, it's a bunch of beauties. I mean, these are big time, high profile players mixed in with guys who are playing in the NHL who still live in Minnesota. And then uh, then there's a group of uh, some college players who are invited, and there's a handful of uh, minor league players who are on the bubble trying to make it. And they put all these guys together with six teams that play three games uh, every Monday night in July and then Monday and Wednesday nights in August. And, and let's just go through some of the names that you're talking about. I mean, these again, and we'll go with the, well, the, we'll go with the mixture. Jake sure. Gardner, uh, who of course I knew from Minnetonka High School, now plays for the Maple Leafs. Uh, he yeah. is one of them. Uh, Alex Goligoski from Arizona, of course, a former yeah. uh, Gopher. Uh, Dustin Bifflin. Uh, there's just a, a number of guys. Uh, uh, Casey yeah. Middlestead, I mean, who's just been drafted yeah. by Buffalo. Jake Gardner is playing from Toronto. Uh, Drew Stafford from New Jersey. I mean, it just it's an amazing number of wild players who are there. Zach Parisi is actually playing tonight. Uh, Jason Zucker played last week. Nate Prosser is playing. Alex Stalock is playing. The new defenseman for the Wild, Gustav Olison, is playing. Kyle Rowe is playing. So I, I got, see all, all I the know, Paling brothers. Yeah. All the Paling brothers are on the list yep. from St. Yep. Cloud State. Uh, and so and then you got yeah, Ben yeah, Brinkman. More people. The, the list of players is on the website, wbeautyleague.com. And be aware, you know, some are there some weeks and some are not. But there's always, we haven't had a night where we had fewer than 25 NHL players playing. I mean, because the roster's 35 NHL players from 24 teams. That's 24 of the 31 NHL teams are represented on the ice. And that's pretty amazing stuff. And, and it's I, a lot of fun to watch. Another name I see here, Eric Halla from uh, Vegas, yep. who just went to the Stanley Cup uh, finals. And yep. yeah, I mean, just a, and then Ben Brinkman from Edina, uh, uh, just yeah. a wonderful he'll player. Be, he'll be a Minnesota Golden Gopher this year. Um, Stephen Fogarty from the Islanders. He's a former Edina player. Uh, Jordan Schrader's back. He, he got dra- he got picked up, I think, in a trade or uh, picked up with a new deal at Chicago, but former uh, former Wild player. So it's a very high level. I, I will say this. It was funny because the first year we did this, is this our third season? I think it is. Um, the first game was kind of like, everybody's like, hey, hi, how are you? Yeah. And it was like, okay, what's this going to, what's this going to be like? And they're kind of playing pickup hockey. 
until one of the Washington Capitals broke the stick of a kid from St. Cloud State, and the kid from St. Cloud State looked at my broken stick, looked up at the NHL player, and punched him in the face. And I went, and it's on. Here we go. Now, now we're talking NHL-style hockey. Uh, yeah, and I and, and I think Ben Hankinson, who really you know put all this together from Octagon uh, Hockey, I mean, he made the point. You know, the first few minutes in the first week, it's all friendly. He said, but in the end, these guys would get in a fist fight over a bowling game. So <laughs> it's very competitive. The, and, and the, you know, uh, and the, it's a lot of fun to watch. And the Hankinson brothers are a couple of my favorite people in the world. They are both Ben and Casey, great guys. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jordan Schrader a minute ago. Uh, just to yep. give you an idea of how I start to feel old. When I first started hosting the boys' high school hockey tournament back in 04, I think, 05, I've, I've lost track, he was like an eighth grader playing for St. Thomas Academy. Uh, isn't that a crazy how, how time flies? And now here he is still uh, in and out of the NHL, but uh, in the beauty league. Yeah. Pat, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want okay. you to tell our listeners uh, how they can get involved, how they can get tickets, and sure. what they can expect when they get there uh, in terms of concessions cool. and access to the players and that type of thing. We'll take a break. We'll be back with Pat Milan of the Beauty League after this. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Guess what you want me to be? Cause and we're back on Garage Logic. Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser sitting in for the vacationing Mayor Joe Suchere. We're joined by Pat Milan, PA announcer for the Beauty League out at Braemar Arena. My home rink, by the way, Pat, when I grew up, that's where I learned to skate and play hockey back when that was just a one rink facility. Yeah, but now you're the arch enemy out of Minnetonka. <laughs> yes. He yes. sold his soul. I, I did so much. You, oh, you must mean the state champion Minnetonka Skippers. Is that, is that what you meant I, I to think say? I did mean that, yeah. yeah the, I should say the first time, what took so long, state champion yeah. Minnetonka Skippers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We yeah, can yeah. play this around yeah. for a while. Yeah, we're, we're still the defending champions, and we've got that going for us until next March. So hey, I'm hey, my nephew is a coach for that team, Jack Hillen. All right, well, Capitol, see, so I'm you guys on. There, there we go. And you were kind enough to help me out, and he was the PA announcer rook at our senior night. Was it last season? Not this season, the season before that, when our regular yep, PA yeah, guy fun. couldn't be there. He fun. came over as a as a member of the enemy camp. He came over and you did can't the just PA. throw that around. You got yeah. to, you really have to have the street creds. Yes, you can't no, just be he, anybody. Well, because <laughs> nobody nobody does it better than Pat Milan. So Pat, now if people go to the uh, Beauty League to watch these NHL and aspiring NHL players play. What can they expect? Can they just get tickets at the door? How much do they cost? What, what, yeah. Tell me how it works. Well, first of all, it's at Braemar Arena, and if you're not familiar with that, it's just it's on ba- the Valley View Road exit off of 169 North in Edina. You can buy tickets. They uh, go on sale one hour before the first game. First game always starts at 5.30. And in July, the games are on uh, Wednesday nights in the month of July, and then we'll play Monday and Wednesday nights in August. Uh, it's The ticket price is great. And I have to say, first of all, we've got wonderful uniforms for the players. They've got the numbers that they have in the NHL. And that's because we have six great corporate sponsors who really stepped up to cover the cost of it. And to make it work, you know, Walzer, Tria, Bic, Tradition, Velocity Hockey, and RBC all 
helped offset the cost. And so the ticket price is 10 bucks, and kids under the age of 10 get in free. And that's really because the sponsors are able to step up and do that. And you can buy the tickets one hour before game time at Braemar Arena. And if you're really crazy and you want to go to every game, there is a season pass and it's a reduced price. Oh, fun. But, um, but, but we're there. And, and I have to tell you, it's amazing. Uh, I sit down in the booth down there at ice level and an amazing number of people come. Last week, there was a couple that had come from Canada. They'd driven down and they heard about it and they wanted to see it. And they said, we get to see more NHL players here than anywhere else. <laughs> and we've got people coming in, uh, you know, the sports network, Sports Illustrated was there on Monday night or on Wednesday night last week. Uh, the Islanders and the Rangers television crews were in town. So it's, it's quite the scene. Uh, it does fill up. I will not I tell you, don't wait too late to come. We have sold out some nights in Braemar seats between, what do you think, Tom? Is it 3,500, 4,000? Something like that. It, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, which is pretty sizable for a, yeah. for a hockey yeah. rink of that, of that and, size. But but it's or of that uh, you know for youth hockey essentially uh, so it's yeah. it's one of the bigger rinks around and is it all at the main West Arena the the old it's in it's yep it's uh, all those games are at Braemar and they're in the big arena which is the West original Edina West Arena um, you won't miss it when you get there and I, the other thing I'll say to people is don't be fooled by the parking lot and I think we've truly sold out once where you couldn't get a ticket but the parking lot will be full so you'll have to be a little creative on where to park. But don't let that throw you off because you'll get in. And um, like I said, a single night ticket is ten bucks. And for the kids, and your kids under, for, for under the 10, free for the kids. And do the players sign autographs? I mean, the players stick around after each of the games to sign autographs. And the jerseys that they're wearing are all going to be auctioned off at the end of the year, and that all goes to the three charities: the Shine a Light Foundation. Uh, defending the blue line, the guys that defending the blue line, and um, Herb Brooks, Brooks, I think. Yeah, because yeah. oh, I was just going to ask you about that. What kind of access the kids have for? Do they get to meet the players? Can is it kind yeah. of an informal thing, or do they come up in a formal way before or after games? Uh, so it became such a deal in the parking lot that the players are having trouble getting to their cars. So we've now had to have the players park in their own spot. Uh, and when you come into the arena, the players stick around. They'll let they'll sign stuff for the kids. The, I tell people if a puck goes into the crowd, hold on to it. They're, uh, they're collector's items. They actually have the Beauty League logo on it, and you've got one of those, the players will sign it. I mean, Zach Parisi stuck around for half an hour after the game last week and signed every autograph for every kid who wanted one. Oh, that's great. Um, so the players really, really embrace it. Um, and it's not like when they're, you know, they're playing out of town, they got to get dressed, and they got to get on the bus, and they got to get out of town. And, uh, they're here. It's relaxed. Their families are here. Their kids are here. So they're not in a rush, and they love signing stuff with the kids. So it's it's a really wonderful time. And and you know we kid about hockey in the summer, but last week it was 96 degrees in the parking lot, and it was 42 inside Braemar. We were packed because <laughs> it was the perfect place to be on a hot senior night. Oh well, that's that's awesome. So again, just to review tonight, there are games yep. starting at 5:30. Yep, we have three games. It's running time, so the games are guaranteed, kind of like soccer. Uh, each game is about 50 minutes long. We redo the ice, and they come back out. Is there and stoppage the time? Is there five, st- five. The, when the game is over, do they add randomly six more minutes? <laughs> no, we do not have any stoppage time. Well, don't even bring that up. They'll start asking for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's a 50-minute game, and it's four on four. So the guys are pretty gassed. Uh, 
Uh, and they're all trying to get back into shape, even though some of them have been playing, you know, four weeks ago. Um, but it's for a lot of guys, they've been off the skates and they're coming out. So last week they were getting a little gas near the end of it. I suspect they'll all be in a little bit better shape this week. And the pace picks up every week and it gets a little more intense. Yeah, because so it's, a lot it, of fun it's amazing. Training camp starts, uh, what, September? Uh, I assume they start playing preseason games in September. So that's not very far away, yeah. which is kind of, uh, yeah. kind of amazing. So, Pat, I appreciate your joining us. If people want to find more information, they can just Google the Beauty League. Rook, yep. Maybe we can put the link on, on the. Yeah, we can put it on the Garage Logic. We'll put it on the Garage Logic page so if people want cool. to get more information and uh and the, the yeah, bonus you, to all of this is they get to hear Pat Milan's voice on the PA system. That's really what yeah, a lot of people you, go and, for. And if you don't like the music, it's Tom Hauser picked the song. Ah. <laughs> all right, Pat, uh, I hope to see you out all there right, one of the nights this summer. Uh it won't be tonight, but maybe one of these nights you said Wednesdays in July oh. and then Mondays and Wednesdays in August, right? Yeah, come sit in the penalty box and because it'll be good. Oh, that's the other thing that's really fun. When, on any penalty, they're all penalty shots, and it's a live penalty shot. So once the shot's oh. taken, everyone rushes to the net. It's hilarious. Oh, that's fun to watch. Oh, that sounds that like a lot of fun. Me of the, uh, reminds me of the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> Put the football in the middle and everybody run like hell. Everything except for Rod Smart with he hate me. Right. The guy he with the he hate me. me. Yeah. Nobody he has me. he hate me on the back of his jersey in this. All right, Pat no, Milan, great we, talking we'll to you. Do it tonight. All hey, right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good luck tonight. See you, Pat. Pat Mylan from, from the Beauty League out at Braemar Arena. And he done. Have you gone out yet, Rook? To this I have since not, I started? I have not seen the the Beauty League. I, I haven't either, and I, I've read about it in the paper, and I've seen uh, stories. I know we've done stories in our sports department, and i got to get mm-hmm. out there and, and see it. And it I sounds like it's fun, and it's cheap. Yes, yeah, 10 bucks. And again, he, he alluded to it, but there's a, a good charity component to this as well. They're not just right. they're out there to get in shape, but right. the money's also going to a good cause because they have sponsors who cover a lot of the ice time costs and all that. So, All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with the news and Mr. Johnny Height. UFC.com. Commencing garage logic segment number three. We're back on Garage Logic. Tom Hauser in for Joe Souchere. Johnny Height in for himself. He's all in it for himself, isn't he, Rook? Isn't that what you always say? He really is. He's just, uh, you know, he's very standoffish sometimes. Somebody's got to watch out for me. What? I don't know. It's, it's, me. I, hope there's a, I hope there's a baseball card story in today's newscast. Oh, well, we can not again. We can certainly up. make one if we need to. <laughs> Please don't it's, nerd it up. Uh, it's sunny at 80 <laughs> degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. American League with the win in the All-Star Game in extra innings last night. The lone twin, Jose Barrios, contributed to that win with an inning of scoreless relief. Uh, Twins not back at it now until Friday when they open up a 10-game road trip in Kansas City. After Kansas City, they'll have Toronto and Boston before they come back home. Milwaukee Brewer pitcher Josh Hader will be required to take sensitivity training and participate in the league's diversity and inclusion initiatives after tweets from his past emerged during the All-Star game. After a bumpy outing in his first All-Star appearance, some racist and anti-gay tweets that he sent when he was a teenager surfaced. He apologized after the game, taking responsibility, saying at the time he was young and stupid. A couple of his teammates uh, came to uh, give him credit. They, uh, Lorenzo Cain, his uh, 
outfielder, all-star outfielder, addressed reporters post-game, said that he had spoken with Hayter. He said, we just talked a little bit. I was trying to understand. He was young. We all say some crazy stuff when we're young. That's one reason I don't have social media. You always are in trouble for things you said when you're younger. So we move on. The situation is what it is. I know Hayter. I know he's a great guy. He's a great teammate. So I'm fine. Everybody will be okay. We'll move on from it for sure. Meanwhile, today, his teammate Jesus Aguilar had pretty much the same thing to say, saying, I'm Venezuelan, and with the skin color I have, I can tell you it's a lie. He's obviously not racist. He's a great player and a better person, great teammate, and you know it. So he will uh, not be suspended. But to be clear, having a social media account does not make you racist. racist. <laughs> I think that's true. Okay, okay. I think just, just trying to clarify, right. when you say that's why I don't have social media, what that way people can't know what you're thinking and you broadcast it. You know I'm that just, I would not I'm say anything racy point. because I don't have social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. Right. All right, Johnny. Sorry for the interruption. News notes from today. Uh, President Trump raising some eyebrows again today. He said this morning that Russia is no longer targeting the United States and that no other president has ever been tougher on Russia. After a cabinet meeting in the White House, Trump was asked by a reporter if Russia was still targeting the U.S. He responded no. That, of course, directly contradicts what his director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, said on Monday. Coates said Monday, we have been clear in our assessments of Russian meddling in the 2016 election and their ongoing pervasive efforts to undermine our democracy. The president also then went on to say he's been tougher on Russia than any other U.S. president, saying, quote, we're doing very well, probably as well as anybody has ever done with Russia. There's been no president ever as tough as I have been on Russia. (laughs) And does okay. the president, does he have social media? I forget. Does he? Yeah, yeah he shouldn't. He should ban a, himself. <laughs> he should pardon himself, himself from social media. <laughs> Charges against a St. Paul man who authorities say assaulted a man in a downtown Minneapolis convenience store have now been upgraded after the victim passed away last month, according to a press release. The Minneapolis Police Department says 29-year-old Terry Williams now faces second-degree murder charges. He had been charged with attempted murder in connection to a November 27, 2017 incident. According to the police, officers called to an assault in progress on 5th Street North. When police got there, they located a victim who was rushed to Hennepin Healthcare. Medical examiner identified the manner of death as homicide due to complications of blunt force head injury. And the 24-year-old victim, Lance Grant, died in June. Williams has been in custody since November 29th. 2017, according to authorities. State fair starts five weeks from tomorrow. Good Lord. Johnny. <laughs> Today, the fair announced seven new rides. The new rides include the downdraft. The How many ha- of them are going to break down, you know, when they're about halfway through? <laughs> the Haunted Castle Dark Ride, the Rockstar, the Super Frisbee, the Twin Flip, the Combination Carousel, and a new teacup ride for the kids. Oh, oh cute! <laughs> Wasn't the uh, the one up by Uruk the the big the, the big, big wheel? giant wheel? Is that coming back? No, no, that was probably just an attraction. Was that a one year deal? Yeah, I think it was just a mm. one year. You know, deal. when I was a kid, my dad took me to the state fair, and there was this ride that looked very Rough. innocent called the Welt Bumbler. We used the to joke about all, all the time until he died. I, I almost thought it was, wasn't was a real name until I saw it in a history hmm. book of the State Fair. It just, when you'd see it from the outside, it was just a little train just coming along. It would come out over the crowd, then it would go back inside, which you didn't know that it was sheer terror oh, inside. Okay. So my dad takes me on this ride, and we come out, 
And I mean, our hair is standing straight. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the only year that ride was there. It looked very innocent from the outside. The Welt? It, it, it called the Welt Bumbler. And it looked like it's, it was a German name. Ah, and it looked like the teacup ride from the outside. Okay. <laughs> and the then, inside, huh. it was Halloween. Uh, like, you know, I'm, the I'm, movie. Going, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, the new one that looks uh, well to be perhaps the uh, worst is the Super Frisbee. It's 52 feet high as a rotating gondola. So oh. that would be, uh, yeah, no fun. Yeah, you don't want to have a fear of heights in that. Millennials may have only a little saved for retirement, but they still all want to retire early. Uh, a new, that doesn't work. New survey from Bankrate.com <laughs> asked millennials, uh, classified as Americans ages 18 to 37, what the perfect time to retire would be. Their answer, 61 years old. But Bankrate.com analyst Amanda Dixon said early retirement seems appealing, but not many are ready. In fact, uh, of the millennials already saving, the median retirement account balance is about 19 grand. Overall, though, two-thirds of millennials have nothing saved so far, according to a new report. Millennials may have only a little... Just still living in mom and dad's basement. <laughs> uh, Dixon says, unfortunately, even though 61 would be a great age to retire, it's just not the reality for most people. She says, a more realistic outcome for the graduates of the class of 2018, a retirement age of 72, and that's only if they budget wisely. Yes, uh, 72 will be the I year. Done. <laughs> I started my first retirement account, I think, at 27. That's about when the 401k was invented. Right, right, the boom. And started putting money in then. And Uh, I've got about 19,000 in there. Right, right, exactly. I didn't say I was saving a lot. It's not the amount, it's the time. Yes, that's right. It's not the amount, it's the time. Well, you still like Speaking to have some of the time. Can't thank you enough. Yeah, can't thank you enough for the time, Johnny Hyde. <laughs> Let's break and come back with Dave. How's that? Why don't we do that? We got nothing else going on. I don't know that it's the end of the world, Rook, but I think tomorrow might look markedly different than today, (laughs) weather-wise. But it's not going to be the end of the world. In fact, Dave Dahl, I would actually welcome a rainy respite. It is going to be a real rainy day tomorrow, the way it appears right now. Of course, this can change, but uh, it looks like about the southern two-thirds of Minnesota are going to get a lot of rain. And that's unfortunate, Tom, because, of course, the rivers are still high. The Minnesota River is still high. It is coming down. Uh, but, boy, if you get uh, that much rain over a large area, that's going to feed those rivers and, and cause them to rise again. The Is way it going to hit in some of those areas that have already been flooded? Yes. Uh, southwestern Minnesota, of course, uh, had it earlier. And the east-central part of the state probably on the northern edge of the heavier rainfall. But I think there's a really good chance that an inch at least could fall over or about the southern two-thirds of Minnesota and maybe one to two, maybe even three inches of rain falling in the southwestern part of the state where they don't need it. Uh, So that could cause some problems. Tonight, though, cloudy skies. The rain should start to develop toward morning, 66 for the overnight low. Tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms, some heavy rain possible, breezy throughout the day, 73 for the afternoon high. 
and then those showers and storms taper off tomorrow night. Rain should end early on Friday. Uh, still mostly cloudy skies. That's going to keep our temp in the 70, 75 for Friday. But pretty good timing here for the weekend. Both Saturday and Sunday have sunshine and highs in the lower 80s both days. Next week, it cools back into the 70s again by Tuesday and Wednesday. Today, though, going for a high of about 82. Tom, right now we're at 80. And doesn't look like we have any 90s on the immediate horizon, does Not it? Not for a while, no. We've gotten out of that uh, real hot streak for a while. Well, we'll save those for the State Fair. Five <laughs> yeah. weeks five weeks right. from today, someone was saying. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how yes. fast the summer's going. It's then. already more than half over. At yep. least uh, kids will be going off to college here in a few weeks. So awesome. It's going to be pretty crazy. All right, Dave, we'll talk to you again Thanks, next All right. hour. All right, uh, you want to take a break now, rookie? Oh, or we got a couple we... minutes. Got a couple minutes. Yeah, we'll got a couple minutes. Did you too. watch the All-Star game last night? I did not see the All-Star game. I watched the Home Run Derby. I, I guess I watched a couple of innings. I didn't watch it in its entirety. You know what? I'm, I'm sad to report. We we had a game last night. I didn't get to see a pitch of the All-Star game You last know, night. I was just going to say, Reavers, that this is the first time probably in my uh, memory that I missed any portion of the All-Star game. Did not see... One pitch because I love the baseball all star game. So it's the I. best one of all the four major. No, I did. Sports. I did watch the home run derby, and from what it sounds like, the game turned out to be kind of a home Basically, run. Basically, there was ten, what nine or ten, ten, ten yeah. home runs, and the American League ended up winning it in ten innings. But it, isn't that weird? I mean, you know, back when when we were kids, and the all star game. Well, let, let's face it; it was a bigger deal. Because back when yes. there were only three or four networks, and it wasn't if the All Star Game was on, that's where everybody was planted in front of. And I remember I'd sit down there as a kid, again, nerd alert, with right. my baseball cards, <laughs> uh, going through lay the All Star Game. Out, yeah, lay them get all distracted. out. Yep, and then you know, be watching the game and organizing all my uh, my uh, players and whatnot. And and I still like to watch it with my boys. But last night I had uh, another thing going on with my with my sister, and so we were off doing something and. The place we ended up going out for dinner, they had a TV, but it was facing the other direction. Ooh, so, yeah. So the table we nothing. ended up, we we couldn't see it. We saw a beautiful sunset the other direction, but I did not see any of the All Star game. I'd trade so, a beautiful sunset for the All Star game. Anyway. Well, I did. I, it was a suitable. It wasn't replacement. my choice for you. It was just you had to do it. Yes, no, it was a suitable replacement for me because it was a beautiful night. I think um, even back when we maybe I'm mid seventies, late seventies, uh, it was a. Um, an exhibition game, but they still wanted to win. I think now there's over, you know, oh, hey, buddy, hey, the the, the fraternization is just but over the top. I get what you're saying, but it is something to be said that, because I personally love watching the best play against the best at the highest level. And that's what you really, I mean, and what you saw last night was basically modern day baseball in a nutshell. It's a lot of home runs, a lot of strikeouts, and little action on the field and that's kind of what baseball is right now in 2018. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it but there just seemed to be though Chris more of a vibe about it than there sure. is than there is now. Well, once they got rid of the stupid, you know, the winner gets, you know, uh home field advantage in the World Series, which was the dumbest thing baseball ever did. I think it it, it, it that's kind of what it's supposed to be. It's baseball supposed to be fun. Yes. And it, but I remember like Rook was saying, there used to be this rivalry where when Pete uh, Rose took out Ray Fossey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, one team really wanted to beat the other just because they wanted to, you know, have bragging rights right. until the next All-Star game. And then there'd be a big focus on, okay, the American League has won 
I remember there was a long stretch where the National League won a bunch and then the American League won a bunch. Mm-hmm. And, and people used to pay attention. That Now I've completely lost track of what the record is between it's a, yeah, it's irrelevant. America. It, it really is kind of irrelevant. And the amazing thing is, you know, way back in the way back machine before any of our time, do you remember, Reavers, this used to be, a, I think it was a three-game all-star break. They would play oh, like... Yeah, that's kind of ringing a bell. I forget yeah, why I know they would, that. They either played two or three games. I can't remember. It was two, it was, wasn't it? Was it was, maybe it was I two. I thought it was two. But it was more than one game. Because Jim Cott joined Patrick yesterday and was talking about how he made one of the All-Star teams in the 60s, but didn't make the first one. Oh, <laughs> oh so yeah. they were playing two games then? Yes. That had to have been probably early Yeah, it was. 60s, I think yeah. I thought he said mid, earlier mid-60s. I forget what he had, what he had said exactly. Yeah, and it, I wasn't and, around yet. And it didn't last very long, but it's... It would be impossible to sustain that. Now, the one nice thing that did, you know, they've they've lengthened the All Star break by what is it by a day, because yeah. it used because it used to be a lot of the players they would you know they would take the break through Wednesday and they'd resume play on Thursday, and didn't give the play gave the players who participated only a one day to travel and then they're right back to playing. Oof. Now they travel one day then they got a break, a, right. they got a day to to uh, break. And speaking of a break, do we need to take a break? Oh, I was just, you know, just opening my mouth, I'm going to say, time to break. Yeah, well, let's do that. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. Garage Logic, Deputy Mayor Tom Hauser from 5 Eyewitness News in for the mayor today. The mayor is going to be sadly reminded that not every vacation day can be a beauty when he gets a look at the beauty coming up tomorrow. He's had a couple. He's had a couple of nice days. He's had a ones, couple so of a couple of nice days. So, you know, I like rainy days if I'm if I'm home on vacation or a staycation like I did a couple weeks ago, sure. like I'll be doing again next week. Yeah. You can get so much done inside your house. I don't know how you are, but I can't look out the window on a beautiful day and sit there typing away at my computer. If I'm, if I'm, I gotta be outside. I I gotta clean the garage. Yes. You gotta do the garage. You gotta pick weeds. You gotta mow the lawn. You gotta go to the pool. You gotta play golf. You gotta run. You gotta do something. Something. I just, I just, I can't do it. Hey, in the next hour, we're going to talk and I'm going to bring Mr. Reavers into this discussion in the next hour. Should the twins after the all-star break ends here, uh, what they start playing again on Friday, should they be buyers or should they be sellers? Uh, as we go into the second half of the season, they start against Kansas City. They could continue the role they're on if they could win three or four. I forget how many they play against them. They got a chance. We're going to talk about that coming up in the next hour. Of course, with many other things. Johnny Height, Dave Dahl, the whole gang. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Rook. Thank you, Mr. Hauser. Tom Hauser in for uh, Garage Logic today and 1500 ESPN is. KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Dave Dawes reported a temperature of 80 degrees.